Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, homos. Welcome back to Happy Healthy Homo. I'm Joel Wood. And I'm Keegan Hurst. And this is the podcast where we talk about things which hopefully can enable you and empower you to live happy, healthy lives as a gay man in the 21st century. That's what we're after. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about today? Uh, Actually, you know what? No. How are you, Keegan? Let's start with a how are you? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, yeah. I'm You're good. Right. I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Yeah. How's your week been? Um, good. Uh, this is new. <laughs> <laughs> I just think let's not jump jump straight in. Let's just you foreplay. Know. Yes, exactly. A bit of podcast foreplay. Podcast foreplay before we get to the meat of the situation. Yeah. What do you call when a when a man explains to a woman that's mansplaining? Yeah. But when a man explains to another man, that's called a podcast. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, I hate that. That's true, but it is. It is true. It is. Yeah. Um, so. But we can't get away from that. We are two men um and we will get guests on for our, our next series which begins in a few weeks yeah we are coming we are drawing to a close we are. with this one so but anyway this week's are episode, you well oh i'm well yes <laughs> i am i'm good what have you been up to oh just you know this and that <laughs> i love when people are so generic <laughs> and like they just want to avoid the questions they're like this and that this and that is it is that a very polite british thing to do though i think so you don't want to uh, take up somebody's oh, time oh yeah i've been to the u.s where you get in a taxi and you're like oh hi how are you and then they're like oh i've just had to take my daughter to the hospital and my life's terrible in this and you're like whoa i i was just expecting a fine thanks you yeah <laughs> i think that's a big culture shock when people come to the uk i've known it with playing with australians when mm. you say hiya are you all right you're yeah. not actually asking if somebody's all right no you're just saying Hello, yeah. and feigning interest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just, so for any tourists that come to the UK, if a Brit says, hi, you are right," They just want you to go, yeah, good, you? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're not. Yes. <laughs> Social etiquette. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, today's episode is all about health. And before you switch off and go, ugh, I don't care about health, we're talking physical well, health. Well, I would, I, I would say, what are you watching this podcast for? Because 
the names in the podcast. Happy, healthy homo. Yeah. The aim of this particular podcast is not to ram a load of anything down your throat, a load of stuff that you already know. Like that we're not teaching you how to suck eggs. No. That is from the, that's a saying, isn't it? Teaching your grandma yeah. how to suck eggs. Yeah. Yeah. We, if you're a grandma, we're not teaching you how to suck eggs. I think it's just sucking eggs. It's not, there's no grandma. No, there's definitely a grandma. Is there? Yeah, it's like teaching your grandma how to suck eggs. I don't know why your grandma knows how to suck eggs. No. But that is the phrase. Mm. Answers on a postcard, please. Um, so we, we basically, because the clue is in the name, and we said, we've yes, we're redefining certain things, but yeah. health, I think, is important. Oh, yeah. And we're not just talking physical health. We wanted to do yeah. some lesser known things on physical health, mental health, relationship health. Social media social health. Social media health. Because social media is in all of our lives. We're coming to you via the medium of social media and we all need boundaries in place with that. And so I think, yeah, it can apply to everyone. So this episode really is not aimed at the gay community. Mm. I think... And I don't think there's anything gay specific. There's nothing here, gay specific. So... You're welcome, the straight allies that are like, I think you're selling yourself short by aiming this podcast at gay men because I'm a straight woman and I find this very helpful. We're not going to change Amy at gay men because we are gay men and we're talking about our experiences. But this episode is for everyone. Yeah, might even try for us something gay specific in there now. Just to, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so should we start with physical health? And just to preempt this, we're not going to be talking about like, Go to the gym, lift weights, do some cardio, you raise should, your heart rate. You should do that. That's a given. You should know that. Yeah. Like it's 2023. You should, you know, you should <laughs> move <be> doing, your body. <laughs> you, you know, you could be doing that. Whatever tickles your pickle with that. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way. Just enjoy it. Get moving. Yeah. Um, eat good food, minimally processed food, not eating loads of crap. Yeah. Don't be binging on alcohol. Don't be binging on food. Work yeah. on your relationship with food. Goes without saying. We yeah. don't want to ram that down your throat. But some things we wanted to focus on were maybe things that people uh, either deep, maybe they're aware of, but they deprioritize. Yeah. And this is something I see a lot mm -hmm. with me being a coach. Stress management is a big one. Yeah. Um, and I know this kind of stress management is basically an umbrella one for all of these. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that we're not aware of is that our body reacts the same to physical and mental stress. Yeah. The reaction is... Uh, cortisone goes up adrenaline goes up You've, we've all heard of fight or flight mode right mm -hmm. so when we're high stress we essentially go into fight or flight mode or yeah. as you would call it uh, uh, sympathetic yeah you, your body goes in, into sympathetic mode uh, as opposed to parasympathetic which is rest and digest everything slowed yeah. down this is where the magic happens we get rid of uh, digest food re regrow things blah, blah 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 so when you're stressed all the time Mm -hmm. you can't go into that mode and this is why people struggle with sleep it's why they struggle to lose weight mm -hmm. it's why they struggle to build muscle it's why they struggle to decompress it's why they struggle to regulate their emotions and things like that and it comes down to stress management so i mean we're going to get into that a little bit more with physical stuff but if, if it the main thing with this is about bringing an awareness mm -hmm. to it yeah because you can't fix a problem unless you're aware of it. Mm. And if you go, oh, well, that's why I'm not sleeping well. And that's why I feel uh, like tired but wired. Yeah. It was a way that uh, one of my coaches explained it to me. Yeah. Is if you're, you know, you, you, you know that you need to sleep, you mm. know that you're tired, but you still feel wired and, and, and can't get to sleep and there's loads of stuff racing around. Yeah. You know, probably your stress management 
is par and your hormone levels yeah. are not re redressing. And operating at that level for a long time with that level of cortisol coursing through your body is not healthy no. at all. Yeah, and, and, and you know, people talk about burnout and burnout is very, very real mm. and it comes from prolonged exposure to being in that fight off. We're not meant to be in that. No. Like our body has evolved to mm -hmm. fight off like is if a lion shows up that's yeah. going to eat you, that's imminent danger, get mm. away from it. But when the danger passes, yeah. Um, then obviously your your hormones should kind of go go back to where they were. But if if you think about it now, there's no lions, but there might be a boss from uh, an email from your boss. There might be a call from your spouse. Mm -hmm. There might be something goes on in the traffic, and it's constant. And your body reacts to it the same as a lion, yeah. which sounds ridiculous. But yeah. your your body doesn't know. No, you know. So stress management is a is a really really big thing. And we'll come on to more specifics of how you can work on that in the next section, which will be about mental Yeah, the health. mental side of stuff. Um, but I suppose with this, are you saying that you need to have have a word with yourself, have a word with yourself, and sit down and work out how you personally respond to stress? Oh, I eat, I binge on food, or yeah, I go out drinking, or yeah, what, I just stay up and I watch loads of TV. Yeah, what until I what contributes out. to your stress? Yeah. You, is your food? You know, if you're eating crap food, you are contributing to high stress levels because your mm. body's not good at processing that. Are you drinking alcohol, a lot of alcohol, so that you're not actually sleeping, you're sedating yourself? Mm -hmm. Is your sleep hygiene poor? Are you not exercising? See, people often think when it comes to stress management, it's what can I take out? Yeah. But sometimes it's what can I put in? Yeah. You could put in exercise. You mm -hmm. could put in meditation. You could put in journaling. You could put in therapy. Yeah. You could put in better sleep routine which if you're stressed the last thing you want to do is put more into your routine but actually you kind of need to do that in order yeah. to make progress because if you think about we all have a capacity to deal with a certain amount of stress mm. and let's say that your your capacity is at this level yeah. here and then you when you add certain things in they increase your capacity yeah so it's like saying well you've got a battery life mm. if you could increase that yeah so that you can handle more yeah that's a that's a good thing that's mm -hmm. something that i think is a byproduct of of doing therapy obviously you could also take things out which is gonna yeah. mean that you don't get close to capacity yeah but you, if you attack it from both ends yeah that's true were... <laughs> saucy uh, well you've touched on it already it's on our list as well sleep is mm. so important for your physical health and i find that people don't and you've said this as well, people don't prioritize sleep enough. Mm. And even giving an insight into our relationship, I feel like I've been adamant to you about the fact that you should not feel guilty for sleeping longer than expected. Because I feel like human beings, especially recently with the advent of productivity and people, the 5am club or 6am club, everyone's got in their heads like, I need to be up early. I need to hustle be productive. Culture. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Who says? If you want to sleep until like half an hour before you need to get ready for work and go, you can do that. You don't need to get up two hours before work, go to the gym, prepare your breakfast, do some meditation. If you want to do that and you find it helpful, go for it. But not everyone is built for that. See, I'm the, not. This is, yeah, but this is the big thing. Your morning, I know this sounds really obvious. Your morning starts the night before. Yeah. People's... People talk about morning routines all the time, mm. and it's get up and read a page of the Daily Stoic and meditate <laughs> yeah. for twenty minutes and stick an avocado up your ass or yeah. whatever. Like, but people don't pay attention to their evening routine. Mm. They don't have a regular bedtime. Yeah, they watch crap 
be right up until going to bed and then wonder why the cat get to sleep. Yeah. I love the t- sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene, Their yeah. sleep hygiene is poor. Sleep hygiene is poor and it starts on an evening. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to um, decompress and prep yourself for a good night's sleep? Mm. Because if you keep needing to hit the snooze button and keep needing to sleep, it means that the quality you've not... You might not have had enough sleep, but you might mm. not have had enough quality of sleep. Yeah. So quantity is important, yeah. but quality is important as well. Because yeah. getting six hours of good quality sleep is a lot better than mm. getting nine hours of crap quality sleep. Yeah. Because the, you, you need to be going Definitely. into that deep sleep to, to recover. And it's not interesting and it's not sexy. It's not like when I used to work a million different jobs before social media became my full-time job. I'd work a promo job in the day, which could be working for any sorts of brands, giving out free stuff at train stations or hosting at events and ushering people to their seats or whatever. I'd do that maybe from like 8 a.m. until about 5 p.m. Then I'd go to the theatre and do my ushering job at the theatre from about 6 till about 10. And then I'd get home and rinse and repeat. And I'd be so angry that my whole day has been spent working for other people that also don't really care about me, that I would do something called a revenge bedtime, which I didn't coin that phrase. It's a well-known phrase. And I would basically sabotage myself and go, I'm not going to sleep. I know I need to because I need to be up at six the next morning, but I'm going to stay up I watching need to have things. Some time for myself. I need to have time for myself. So I'm going to stay up till 2 a.m. watching Netflix, eating snacks because this is the only time I get to myself and I'm, mm. I'll am i be damned if I'm going to go straight to sleep and rinse and repeat again. Yeah. I get that. Well, that's However, why you've got to have downtime and that, new stress yeah, management. And exactly. And Joel is an insatiable sleeper. I love sleep. And I need, I will proactively say to people, that people say you need eight hours. I need 10. I need 10 hours sleep a night. I don't often get 10 hours sleep, but nine would be, I'd be happy with nine. Yeah. Um, and also, a uh, big thing with sleep, because um, pe- people live in apartments and stuff where it's not dark and it's not quiet. Eye, eye mask. Eye mask. Earplugs. If you would see me sleeping. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a sight, guys. No strip <laughs> to stop him from snoring. No story. strip. Take my mouth up so that I yeah. breathe through my nose. Eye mask, eye mask earplugs. earplugs. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a full-on Luke. Yeah. L-E-W-K. <laughs> Uh, but sleep is sleep is my jam, yeah. and it's important. It and all the stuff that it's good for, that people struggle with, um, it is a panacea of things. That's a good word. I've never heard uh, that. A panacea. It's like a cure-all. Okay. Interesting. You're welcome. <laughs> um, the next one, I, I'll make this one quick, is about knowing your body and... Be aware that, of course, there are there are lots of people out there looking to take advantage of your money and there are lots of fads and things like that. But recently I've done some blood tests to see if I have any deficiencies and things, which I've corrected a deficiency I had with folic acid and stuff. Yeah. Um, I did a testosterone blood test just to check if my levels were normal. They are. And at the moment I'm doing a test which is testing my gut bacteria and seeing how my body responds to blood flat blood fats and blood sugar seeing how my body reacts to taking in glucose and things like that and i just think the more knowledge you have of your body Mm -hmm. and how it works the better because we're all individual bodies we're not all robots we don't all work the same and i just think be very careful with what tests you do make sure they're legit but definitely get to know your body a bit more yeah i've done i've done bloods before and i've done blood sugar level tests before Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah knowing your body is important yeah 
Yeah. And then the last one on here. On you, health. You the, the, Yeah, I, something that people underestimate as well. Um, mastication. Masticate. Masticate. Not not another letter. Not masturbate. Masticate. Masticate. <laughs> so um, chewing your food. Yes. Eat slowly. We're all in a rush. People don't eat sitting down. Sit down. Sit down. I'm sorry, I was just thinking this was brought home to Keegan this week because he got something stuck in his esophagus for not chewing his food properly. Yeah, I did. So this. So now he's masticating every day. Furiously. Furiously. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, because we all rush everything, and then your your gut doesn't have time to tell your head that you're full. Mm. Chew your food. You'll digest it better. You'll feel fuller for longer, mm -hmm. and you'll get the benefits of it. And also have some downtime. Again, remember what I said at the beginning: fight or flight, rest and digest. Which state do you think you need to be in mm. to eat food? Yeah, not fight or flight because that's not a priority when you're running away from a lion. Exactly. So it takes all the blood flow away from your gut. So mm -hmm. eat slowly, get back into that parasympathetic um, system, and eat slowly. There you go. Re get that in a reel get that stuck up eat slowly <laughs> masticate your food masticate furiously masticate furiously we should um, get some merch with that on mental health <clears throat> yes let's go for mental health go on then so one that I've put down is walking because touching on what you said about fight or flight mode your sympathetic nervous system has been activated you're in fight or flight you're in a stressful situation walking or just moving your body in any way is a really quick, easy way to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and regulate your response to stress, which is why you might find, I definitely find, if I'm stressed, if I go for a walk, mm. instantly I can think a bit clearer, I, my brain slows down a little bit, and that's because you're activating your parasympathetic nervous system. I'm not a nerd, I learned that from my therapist, um, so that is stolen knowledge. But I feel like it's science, isn't it? So yeah. everything's stolen knowledge in science. Yeah, uh, for me... Uh, the thing that helps me going for a walk, getting out in nature, mm -hmm. um, which I know is difficult depending on where you live, but something that helps me de-stress. I find that when we're de-stressing, we're thinking about what's going to happen, what has happened, mm. we're not present. Yeah. Um, and the, the power of now. The power of the now. The power of now. Um, or as me and Joel said, if we were to open a bao bun restaurant, we'd call it the power of bao. The power of bao. Um, Just selling bao buns. Ah. <laughs> The dream. Uh, um is listening to birds mm -hmm. because when you listen or even listening to sounds because you can't preempt the sound the yeah. sound has to come to you mm. so you have to be present and you're taking the focus off of yourself and your situation and you're yeah. noticing other things yeah so walking is good um i've written down and you've heard me i've spoken about this many times on this podcast and on my social media and i will continue to talk about it because i think it's the best investment i've ever made therapy mm -hmm. do it i think everybody should do therapy yeah. even if you've had like a relative you know all stress and trauma is relative mm. um and how we process things and our limiting beliefs mm -hmm. and just having someone not somebody else challenge our i think people get scared about therapy because they think someone's going to basically tear them apart no. ways it's helps you challenge Yourself. your own thoughts and your own beliefs yeah, and it helps you get out of your, very in a similar way to what coaching does. It helps you get out of your own way. Yeah, um, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, I and I remember you might need a you might need a trigger for therapy. My trigger yeah. for getting into therapy, I remember not long after I come out, I shouted at Fletcher for not knowing how to use something that 
I'd not taught him how to use. Mm. And it was a bit, I was like, is this a person that I want to be? This and Fletcher's his son, by the way. Oh, my son, yeah. <laughs> um, is this a person that I want to be? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. And so I was like, I can, I, I can do something about that. Yeah, well, that's really good. Yeah, there's no shame in getting therapy. You should definitely do it. Get therapized. Get therapized. Masticate and get therapized. <laughs> The next one I've put down is the way you talk to yourself. So if I'm being really hippie woo wah, we could talk about like on one extreme end, the manifestation side or affirmations. But on a very real level, if we think about the amount of time, we're constantly talking to ourselves in our head and saying things. I might drop something and go, oh, I'm such an idiot. Like it's, an, it's almost not even a conscious thought. But like the repeatedly talking to yourself in a negative yeah. way constantly throughout the day does something to you, does something to your confidence levels, your mental health. So oh, since the start of this year, I've been trying to work with affirmations and talking to myself in a kind way. So as a joke, based on a meme, if you watch the internet, you might know this one, where I will tell myself I'm a greedy, horrible, fat bastard. Because there's a woman that says about her being a greedy, horrible, fat bastard. And I find it funny. I will often refer to myself as a greedy, horrible, fat bastard. And I've had to stop doing that because I, even though it's a joke, I realize that I do call myself fat all the time. And I'm like, oh, you're so greedy. Oh, look at you eating this. Oh, you're so... So I've had to go, every time I say that, I go, no, I am not. And I replace it with other things. So, and it's really cringe. And I feel cringe even admitting it. But I'll go, no, I'm handsome and I'm attractive and I'm desirable. And that is so cringe but I find that it has really changed the way I think about myself. Equally, if I make a mistake, if, like I said, if I drop something, I'm an idiot, I go, nah, I'm not an idiot. I'm a human being. I just drop my water bottle yeah. on the floor yeah. or I stub my toe. doesn't make me an idiot. Yeah. And I think affirming yourself, changing the, the way you talk to yourself, for me, has been really helpful. And yeah. I feel like everyone should do that. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't, I, I think how you talk to yourself is really important. And it's, again, so I think therapeutizing with that, I think I'm going to talk about journaling mm -hmm. next. I think that ties in with it. But absolutely, the relationship we have with ourselves mm -hmm. is always a lot more difficult than the relationship we have with other people. And, yeah. you know, there's all those pithy, pithy phrases like talk to yourself how you would talk to one of your friends and things, But mm. which is really easy to say and a lot more difficult to do. But it's about challenging that and, and go, you know, would I say that to my Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Friend, if they dropped yeah. something, or if they were to have 
one biscuit when they've yeah. been, you know, on point with their diet and the training and stuff mm. all week. Would I do that? Is that fair? No, and and it's just challenging yeah. that narrative that you have. I do have a problem with the work with affirmations though. Okay, because in a if you're affirming, you like you're going, please, you know, I I I'm, I think. I don't make, think so. make it a declaration. Well, declaration, fine, but that's not what affirming means. Affirming means I am affirming you. I am, because that's when I also talk about, I won't talk about, because I'm a Christian, I won't, I don't like to say, are oh, they really accepting of me about my friends that don't care that I'm gay? Because I'm like, no, accepting is so like, oh, I accept, I put up with you. Mm. I say they they affirm me as a human being. They're, they're literally affirming of my very existence. So I think i agree to the extent declaration is a really good one that i think declare. but i don't think affirming means oh please if it's going no i'm affirming myself mm, okay well we can agree to disagree i you I, declare i declare oh i, I, I declare oh i declare <laughs> <laughs> uh, right so we're moving now so journaling how many i have two journals that yes they live on the side in the kitchen yeah which is an annoying place for me to keep them but I keep them there because then I see them yeah. every day. And on a morning, I do a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. I just write things down. So there's, so whenever you say journaling to people, people think, I'm Frank. Dear yeah. diary, today, Joe was nasty to me. Um, and that he, never happened. Uh, <laughs> that, that would not be an entry, no. Uh, <laughs> but that's what people think journaling is. And they go, I'm not a 12-year-old girl. I don't yeah. need to do that. That's not what journaling is. So I'm just going to run over this because there's three types of journaling. So you can do gratitude journaling. That's probably the quickest one. It's mm -hmm. easy. Um, what you grateful You just for. write what you're grateful for down. And it can be anything. Don't. Uh, for me, I think don't write abstract things like, I'm grateful for the weather. I'm grateful for the planet. Mm. Do things that actually happen to you. I'm grateful that I had a really nice sandwich earlier on. Yeah. I'm grateful that um, Joe made me a cup of coffee. I'm grateful that, you know, actual concrete yeah. things. Because what you're doing is you're training your brain to notice those things. Mm. And then when they happen in real time, mm. you go, oh, this is a nice thing. Rather than, because you we go, life's busy and life's shit and life's... But it, it just harnesses an attitude mm -hmm. of appreciation in the now. So that's gratitude journaling. You can have quantitative journaling, which is the one where you kind of just write. Mm -hmm. And when I and I do that on an evening, and I just... Any thoughts, I try to do at least a page, uh, an A4 page, and I just write in bullet points. Mm -hmm. um, this, uh, this was good, this wasn't bad, this was okay, uh, this is how I feel about this. Why do I want to feel like that? And I just let it tumble out of me. Mm -hmm. um, nobody is ever going to see it, so you don't have to write for anybody else. Mm -hmm. Or then you could have something that's a bit more data-driven, is like qualitative data. Oh, it's the other way around. Qualitative, and that would be quantitative. Uh, yeah, yeah quantitative is maths qualitative is sorry um, yeah um and then so the other one yeah so qualitative was the first one quantitative this one is a bit more database mm -hmm. where you kind of you can have a list of things like energy um pr productivity mm -hmm. um relationships and just score yourself out of 10 with everything okay. how much alcohol you consumed mm -hmm. things like that and then you basically give yourself a bit of data for, for people who are really numbers driven this is mm -hmm. a good one because then you can see oh look when i have um alcohol a lot of alcohol like the next mm. few days um my energy's lower and this yeah. is it and you start to see patterns in things yeah. so there's lots of different bits of journaling you can mm -hmm. do it there's no right or wrong way to do it same as meditating but just put paint it, to paper. it's free therapy mm -hmm. it's just reflecting things the more you can get out of your head yeah the more healthy it's going to be because you're giving yourself more that capacity that i spoke about earlier yeah. you give yourself more of it 
Yeah. Definitely recommend. Yeah. Um, relationship health. Ooh. Ooh. What can we do to make relationships healthier? Let's say these are things that we we've done for our romantic relationship with each other. Um, but I suppose some of these might be able to apply to friendships or family relationships. Mm. Uh, but we'll talk about romantic relationships. Um, We're not going to be super obvious and go good communication no. because I think that is that is the bedrock of a, oh, yeah. any healthy relationship and a big thing. I know we're gonna we're gonna do a Q and A uh, session. A lot of the answers to a lot of the questions that people have is just communicate, open, honest communication. People are scared of it. So well, from what I've heard from relationship therapists, they're like communication is the thing that can predict whether a relationship will survive yeah. or thrive. Anyway. Um, Yours is the first one. Don't go to bed on an argument. Mm. I think it's, yeah. Not that we argue, we don't argue a lot, do we? No. But if you have a disagreement or anything, I think you might not be, you might not have everything ironed out, but I think just going to bed, you know, being friends yeah. and on good terms, mm -hmm. it sounds a really cliche one, doesn't it? But I think letting things fester yeah. and things is, I suppose it comes down to communication, but yeah. don't sit on something that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, the other one, phones away. Sounds obvious, but I think it's the quality of the quality time you spend together. It's not the fact that, so Keegan and I can spend uh, quite a lot of time together because we're both self-employed, we both work from home. However, that is not all quality time. So it's very easy for us to be on our phones going, oh, how was your day? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to putting your phone away, looking each other in the eyes and being like, how are you today? Like, what's been going on? We've been like moving past each other, saying hello, we had lunch together, but we haven't really fully chatted. So I think having intentional time together yeah. where you're not distracted especially when you live with a partner and especially really important especially when you don't get to spend as much time together you know if you're yeah. working or when you travels or yeah. there's kids mm -hmm. you've got to make sure that the quality time that you do have is quality time yeah sat watching tv together is not quality time no it's, it's not it's kind of individual it's yeah. something that you do together yeah but you're not yeah quality connected in a quality yeah. way are you and that is another one on the list isn't it so that that is important to have those times where you are separate yeah. and you like we quite often keegan might watch a tv show and i'll be sat on the sofa with my laptop earphones in watching youtube or something yeah and that's really lovely because we're, we're together in proximity but we're doing separate things yeah, and it's nice to have that but so, and it's also important to have your own interests as well yeah you know to for me, I have rugby. Mm -hmm. right? Obviously, you know, Joel comes to watch me, but I go to training and that's yeah. my thing. Mm. Even when we go to the gym, we, we go to the gym together, but we don't, no, train, we don't train together. together. No. Um, you know, you, we, 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 you have... Like, I don't you, have interest, basically. He, like, he likes watching YouTube. <laughs> I don't watch YouTube. Yeah, I love YouTube. I love... That's the trouble, though. My work has become my life because I just love eat, sleep, breathe YouTube. But I... I do my own things. I read my books. I walk the dogs. I look. I like going on walks. I chat to my friends via voice notes. Like I do my own thing. You go and spend time with your own with, with your own friends. Yeah. Or, you know, and I do that as well. I think it's important to have your own life. Yeah. And that. Wait. No. Sorry. It's important to have a life together. Yeah. It's important to have your your own interests. Yeah. Because. Otherwise, it just feel it can feel really suffocating, and then yeah. you start to resent the person. Yeah, especially if you compromise on something. Mm. If you were to, if I was to stop playing rugby because Joel wanted me to, mm. I would 
resent him for that. Yeah. Maybe not initially, but eventually yeah. I, I, you would do. So you've got to get ahead of that. Yeah. And then uh, the final one um, is having plans together. Yeah, big Plans one. for the future. Big, big, big. Which is huge. A, it just gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. But B, it gives you a vision for your relationship of where you want to go together. Yeah. And what this is... Towards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. A, fr- a friend of mine said that couples who don't plan together won't stay together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's really true because otherwise it's just like you're just meandering along life mm-hmm. with a person and it becomes like more of a relationship of convenience. Like we live together yeah. and we kind of help each other out. And Honestly, you- I don't want a housemate. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I want a partner who I live my life with and we plan a life together and we live, go through life together intentionally, yeah. not, oh, we're just like, he's a companion. You're yeah. not a companion. No, yeah, it's what are we working towards <laughs> yeah. individually? Mm-hmm. What are we working towards as a couple? Um, are we, are we, have we got any holidays planned? Have we got yeah. any events planned? Are we? Have we got any life things coming up? Like, are we moving? Are we having a mm-hmm. baby? Yeah. We're not having Stay a baby. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and having optics on what's coming yeah. down the pike, I think well, is really important. Even like you said, even if you have a separate goal, making your partner aware of that and involving them in that. Yeah. Of course, Keegan and I both have separate goals, but both of us are aware of those separate goals and we support each other in those separate 100%. goals. But we equally have lots of joint goals together. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's just about, even if they are a goal that your partner can't relate to and isn't involved in, like, physically... Yeah. that they can be there as your cheerleader and supporter. Absolutely. Mm. Because there's nothing worse than having something that you really want to achieve, but either feel like your partner doesn't care mm. or that they actively don't yeah. want you to do it because they mm-hmm. don't understand why it's important. You see this with people who want to lose weight or go to the gym or run mm-hmm. a marathon and their partner's like, I don't want to do that. I can't yeah. understand that. And so it becomes... It, it becomes friction. It yeah. becomes friction, and, and you always want to remove as much friction out of your relationship as exactly. like life throws enough at, at us all yeah. for there to be friction. So let's get rid of as much of let's that in our relationship. Slide through life, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, now the final section, which everyone can relate to, as we said, is about social media health. We all need help. I mean, my job. I've been full time on social media for the last five, six years. And even I still need to work on like my social media health, Go social on, media uh, hygiene. You, you fire us off then, seeing as you're the expert. Well, my first thing is knowing why you're scrolling. Yeah. And whether that's YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, Pinterest. LinkedIn. <laughs> my dad views LinkedIn as social media. It's like, oh, I've got 84 followers on LinkedIn. I'm like, dad, they're connections. They're not, they're not followers. Anyway. Um, know why you're scrolling i was telling keegan earlier when i was at drama school we obviously worked on posture and one of my teachers was like it's fine for you to slouch as long as you know that you're slouching she was like Mm. have a moment where you're sat on the sofa and you're like you know what i'm just gonna slouch for 10 minutes and i don't care about my posture and i'm gonna enjoy it and then after that you know i'm gonna straighten up again um no pun intended you've made me very aware of my posture (laughs) and i feel the same with social media I can catch myself grabbing my phone just out of habit when I've already just looked at Instagram like two minutes ago and I'm back on it again. And I will go, hang on, why am I why am I scrolling on Instagram? Oh, it was just out of habit and I actually don't want to. Okay, I'm going to put my phone away. Whereas if I'm like, oh, I haven't been on my phone for a while and like I just want to scroll on TikTok for 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to do it and yeah. I'm going to enjoy it. 
I've done it with intention rather than just finding myself going, oh, I spent four hours on my phone today. Screen time says four hours and I didn't, where's that time gone? Yeah. As opposed to going, oh, wow, I've intentionally spent this time and I've enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, there's there's nothing worse, is there, when you go into your phone for something specific Yeah. and then you go, oh, Instagram's there. Yeah. TikTok's there. And then you go, why am I on my phone? I know. And then you put it down and you go, there was something on it. Oh, and then yeah, you're back into it's exactly. really So I think intention is mm-hmm. is is really, really important. I, a, mm-hmm. a big one for me is, and this is something I talk to my clients a lot about, and I actually had a question on my, someone messaged me on my Instagram today about mm-hmm. this, so it's quite relevant. And they said, why don't you follow your um, follow, followers back? Is it like an ego thing? And... I suppose, Such I suppose a weird it, it's, a, it's a weird, but it's also, well, no, it's valid, right? So why, because people do follow for follow, don't they? I mean, I don't know if they do that still. Yeah, but, but you've got 125,000 followers. You're not going to follow 125,000 well, people. But, but, this, but this is the thing. People do, they might have 200 followers and they follow 3,000 accounts. Mm, people yeah. do do that. Mm. So, A, it ties in with Joel's thing of intention. What do you want to get out of social media? Mm-hmm. For me, I want to create more than I consume. Yeah, I think that's a really good rule to have around social media. Mm-hmm. Try to create more than you consume. Even if your job's not on social media, mm-hmm. try to put out more than you're consuming because it's otherwise like you're a slave to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one. Number two is curating your feed. I only want to look at things on social media that I am invested in and that add value to my life Mm -hmm. so whether and that can be different things for different people it might be motivational quotes it might be educational stuff it might be funny stuff you can get different things it might be family to keep abreast of what's going on i just said abreast Mm -hmm. abreast Um, uh, so but don't follow something someone out of obligation and don't follow something because you've always done it regularly go through and curate your feed and Mm -hmm. make sure it is in line with what you want and what and and for like i think when you go onto your phone you're looking for problems as well mm. like you are oh, you know people do this on social media oh can you believe so and so said that or so and so's posted that so i minimize what i follow because i don't want problems yeah i want things to come into my life and mm-hmm. go, this is a good thing so yeah curating your feed um, particularly on instagram people don't know as well on, on the explore page if there's for example as gay men quite often, whether we want it there or not, our explore page is full of topless men. And I know that, like, I like the occasional topless man on Instagram. I don't want every post to be that. So I will go through and you you hold, press and hold on the screen, and it will come up saying a few options, and I click not interested. And you basically teach the algorithm what you want to see. Right. Obviously, they learn from also what you're looking at. Um, <laughs> so there is that. But people don't often know... My mum, for example, started following, uh, or she'd liked a happy, healthy homo reel. Suddenly, her explore page, she, in her words, was full of naked men, almost <laughs> pornographic men. I was like, Mum, it wasn't almost pornographic. I was like, they're wearing speedos, and she was like, yes, but oh, they might as well have been wearing nothing. But they then thought my mum was a gay man. Yeah. So she had to then unfollow. In spirit, un- she, in is. spirit she is. <laughs> she- and so I had to teach her that. But lots of people don't realise that you can hold on the explore page and click not interested and teach the algorithm. I didn't know that. Either. Yeah. So I do that quite often. I'm just like, I don't actually want to see my whole feed full of naked men. Yeah, yeah. The next one is similar to relationship health is downtime away from your phone. So sometimes if I get so sick of my phone, I'm so attached to it, but I get so sick of it being there. 
I will deliberately leave it in another room mm. um, or go for a walk without it or something. And that time just feels actually very peaceful. Well, I, I've got, I've t- taken that one step further and I have a personal phone, which literally yeah. just has WhatsApp messages, mm-hmm. phone calls on it. Um, so when I'm not working, my other phone has all my social media on it and I can't go on it and just getting some extra boundaries in there. Drug dealer phone. <laughs> yeah. Burner phone. Burner phone. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. that is good, especially for people like us where our job is on social media. And I, I think even for people in where they have a, a work phone, yeah. my phone is my work phone and personal yeah. phone. So that is something well, that, that is helpful. That was a big thing for me. We were sat watching TV, not a quality time activity, but we were sat <laughs> watching TV and I was messaging people back on instagram it was like mm. nine o'clock and joe was like what are you doing yeah and he, you were absolutely right to challenge me on it as well mm. because it was like it just you don't if you don't have that separation you just feel like you never switched off and that's well, what yeah. contributes all the way back to what we started at the beginning with your stress levels yeah exactly yeah need to limit those and then the final one is about disengaging from comments and obviously you might go well i don't really post anything this doesn't apply to me but what could apply to you is not engaging with arguments. Arguments on social. I posted a reel yesterday. Twitter. It, Twitter. Like, Twitter is yeah. the wild west. Of People the are just now. arguing in the comments. And I'm like, why? Don't even waste your... Lots of them aren't even to blame. They're, they're some... Obviously, usually one person in the argument is right. Um, in my eyes, because we're all biased. Like someone else would say the other person's right. But I could see that one person's fighting a good cause. For example a reel yesterday about the gay flag. Someone goes, gay flags aren't necessary. Then one of you guys is engaging with them, arguing with them. And even though I agree with you, I'm like, just don't do that. Like, it's not worth your mental capacity. Don't add stress in. Uh, uh, I think it was George Bernard Shaw said, never wrestle with a pig. Both get dirty. And the pig likes it. Yeah. Uh, It was it George Bernard Shaw. I I can't remember who said it, but it was one of my favourite quotes. Yeah, don't wrestle with a pig because you'll both get dirty and the pig will enjoy it. Yeah. And that's what arguing with trolls on social media yeah. is. They're enjoying it. Um, yeah, you give them your energy, you give them you give them your power yeah. by doing that. And, you know, some people might say, well, what about, you know, should you let stuff ride? But are you going to change the world in the comment section? Probably not. No. Are you going to change that person's mind? Have you ever Have you ever seen anybody in the comment section go, I actually really agree with what you're saying mm. and I was wrong on that and I'm going to take that back. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it has happened, but, you know, I'm sure I'll grow another arsehole before, uh, you know, I see you see that regularly. Yeah, um, exactly. So just, In those scenarios, I like to take the comment, publicly make it available on my story, chat about why they're wrong, to reinforce to anyone else why that is not correct or why that is yeah. not an okay view to have rather than trying to change that person who clearly is not going to change their mind i prefer to show everyone else like why that is not okay yeah and they might already know that but yeah yeah but that's our episode keegan that's our episode i'll tell you what we didn't do last episode Uh, we didn't do favorite thing to recommend so you can go because you've got something here right so we like to send you away with something you know that we recommend we forgot to do that on the last episode um a book series that I have started. The first book is called A Court of Thorns and Roses. 
and they're all a court of something like I'm a court, a court of, of mist and fury, a court, fury. Of, a court of fish and chips, and <laughs> no. a, a court of Bill and Ben. And... Yeah, there's like five books. It's a fantasy novel. I'm not normally into fantasy. Yeah, it's not your bag. It's, it's not. not my bag, isn't it? It's about fairies high and fa- high uh, fantasy. We call it high fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, really loving it. I'm so absorbed in the world, and it's by an author called Sarah J. Mass. Mass spelled M-A-A-S. So Mars. <laughs> and I really love it. So Yas Mars. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really enjoy it. It's about fairies, but not like twinkly, twinkly fairies. These are like beasts and monsters fairies, which again, if you'd said that to me a few months ago, I'd be like, I'm not reading that. It's really good. Expand your horizons, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There we are. Thank you guys for watching. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts if you would, if you please be as kind as that. And uh, give us a like if you're watching on YouTube. And um, yeah, if you want to email, email us, hello at happyhealthyhomo.com. Yeah. Like, subscribe, review, do all the social media things. You know what you're doing. Yeah. And we'll thank see you, you for next watching. Week. See you guys. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.